Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Heart of Markness podcast. That's notwithstanding the bonus episodes and the extra patron episodes, etc. Still, 55, not a bad run. And we're going to keep going. And I don't believe I've missed a week since last July. Before that, ter- before that time, those of you that were around in the before time, when I did this half-assed instead of three-quarters-assed, um, I would do a podcast episode when I felt like it. I would, um, when I first started, it was very, very serious. And I mean, I had notes, I had books, I had those little sticky colored flags that you use when you're in college to make, you know, to, to keep places and things like that. And I would, I would do deep, deep research. And I want to go back to that because there are things that I want to do, but, um, I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> I'm bad at life, although I'm trying very hard to get better, and I am better. And this podcast is one of the things that helps helps make me better at life. Um, so for now, you get the weekly Here's the Show stuff, and it's doing pretty well. It seems to make you guys pretty happy, and as the weeks go on, it seems there's more and more people that are happy. So, And this makes me happy because I get this done, and I get that sense of accomplishment of like, yay! And the funny thing is... Even when I'm not feeling it and I do it um, perfunctorily, perfunctorily, I guess, um, you guys like it. Like last week, I was kind of uh, still a little out of it from having had a migraine a couple days before. And uh, I thought I was fairly uh, stoic and flat, but... Uh, I've got some really intensely good feedback on the last episode. Now, granted, a lot of that is because it's a great show, and I lean on that a lot because if if it's a great performance, then unless I just get on here and just start, you know, reading from Mein Kampf or something horrible, I'm not going to really, you know, really bring it down a lot when it's compared to Led Zeppelin at their best. So, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt, and I also bank on it because then it's like, uh, yeah... It's, uh, oh, I had a good comparison and it just fell out of my head. Anyway, let's get moving along. The topic this week is one of the many must-have shows if you love Led Zeppelin. This is September 19th, 1970, Madison Square Garden, New York City, and it is, um, one of the best out there. In fact, the second half of the, the last hour of the show, I think it may very well be the best Led Zeppelin. I mean, and I know it's Europe 73. It's different. <sighs> a bit graded on different criteria. You can find different things because, you know, last week's Copenhagen 79 show was one of the best Led Zeppelin shows. Comma. Or, uh, or uh, parentheses, uh, latter day, parentheses, Jimmy, parentheses, da 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 um, This is good old-fashioned 1970 Led Zeppelin, just a couple weeks after the legendary Blueberry Hill show. And um, the recording is not of that quality. Well, it it is of that quality, but not of the quality of the super amazing four-source Matrix 
that is put together in such a way and balanced in such a way, it sounds almost professional. This is just a really, really good audience recording. And it captures everything, and it, it's, it's great for the era, for 1970. I mean, Jesus Christ, the technology... I mean, cassettes were hardly a thing then. I mean, they were, but it was still reel-to-reel, and then 8-track, and then cassettes. And what you had for cassette players were those rectangular things that were black with the, the silver mesh speaker that would sit on the desk flat. And, you know, you would dictate into them, Miss Haversham, uh, take a letter, please. Uh, to Silas Marner at Remington Corporation. Ray, the acquisition of, you know, just dry bullshit like that. But this show, and this is the evening show, because they played, and and this is something else that's fucking incredible, is that they played two shows on this date. Like the Stones, I did a a bonus episode with a, a Stones show from 72, where they were playing two shows a day. And on one hand, it's like, ooh, how hard is it to stand up for two hours and play guitar? And on the other hand, it's a lot. It's an energy exchange. It, it, it's intensity, especially when you have the fo- you, you You not only have to seize the focus of 15,000 people, you have to hold it and then you have to mold it. And then you have to be able to turn it back onto them in order for it to make a circuit so that you're it's just feeding and growing and fe- it's snowballing. And and this is the time when 1970, you don't get more palpable, more palpable evidence of this, this, this happening. I mean, a Blueberry Hill, the, the thank you when they end, ba, 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 we got to go now. And the audience goes, no, I mean, that's chills. But uh, and this is just two weeks after that. And it's in New York, so it's not quite as hippy-dippy an audience as you have in L.A. It's it's New York. And they win them over, and instead of being so hippy-dippy, they're just like, more, more, more. And at some point, I don't have it on these songs that I'm playing, but you'll be able to download the whole show and you'll hear it. Some guy's like, we're going to tear the garden apart. Because it's just, you know... In one way, it's kind of like rubbing a a kitty cat's tummy when you rub their tummy at a million miles an hour and they go crazy and they do that bunny rabbit foot thing where they're trying to destroy you. It's like that. You're building up that energy. Uh, You know, there's a reason why why it it compares so favorably to to sex. It's because there is the buildup and it's a charge that's building up. And you try to do your best to build it up to the highest level of intensity and keep it there just before it goes over because it's like popping a balloon. When the orgasm happens, you know, that moment of clarity where it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Or just like, this is the best thing ever. This is the best thing ever. Ah, what's on TV? Yeah, one's interests change. But you'll hear it in this show. I'm going to play... First of all, absolutely go to heartofmarkness.com and download this entire show. It's one of their best ever. They do some different stuff with their rock and roll medleys. They play stuff that they rarely play. They even play Blueberry Hill at this one. But <laughs> instead of doing it as a standalone, they do it in the middle of how many more times? It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and you get a sense 
that they're like, and they're playing stuff. And I just realized this because I'm an idiot, but the songs they play from Led Zeppelin three are still new to these people because even September 19th, I don't believe Zeppelin three came out in the States until October of 1970. So in fact, when, when these songs are playing, I'm going to look that up because if I'm wrong, I don't need, you know, want you guys back. Actually, Mark came out July 4th in 1970. So the audience would have been very familiar with these songs. Um, and I do appreciate that when I'm corrected because sometimes I'm stupid and oftentimes I just go from memory because surprise, surprise, I wing it. Um, I did read about it. I read a lot of, but what I focus more on is what's the best source for a show and then reviews for not what's not, not only what's the best source and sometimes it's subjective like this one, this particular show has one taped source available. So every release is just another iteration of that where somebody EQs it to their preferences. And some people like the Eddie Edwards remastered better. Some people like the straight off the, the, the straight from the master tapes better. Some people like it with this a little more and, and that's cool. It's all essentially the same. And it's crazy because this tape came about because there was a dude on, um, I think it's this, the DC plus plus there's a hub that confused me like 20 years ago when I tried to fuck around with it and confuses me today. And I should really do something about it because it's just my own ego keeping me from asking for help on how to hook up and connect to it. And then I'll be able to get so much more and share so much more. But anyway, I digress. And it was somebody on these hubs and you used to be able to, and you probably still can communicate with people who would download. And what it would be is you would just basically connect one folder, like your Led Zeppelin folder on your computer and have this program running. And anybody else who's on that hub could use, you know, your folder is added to a searchable database. So if you have Led Zeppelin... September 19th, 1970, and someone looks up Led Zeppelin, September 19th, 1970, yours will show up in the search results, and if they want to, they can just grab it and download it off of you. And vice versa. And you can talk to these people, send little messages like, hey dude, thanks. And in 2004, I read this on Royal Orleans, um, a guy was doing that. He was on there, and uh, somebody was downloading the Honolulu show, which was just a, a few days after Blueberry Hill, I think. Um, still in the same month of, of, of September was downloading the Honolulu show from him. Cause he wanted to see if he could overlook, um, overlay the Honolulu show with his recording of the, this show we're going to listen to now, September 19th and see if he could make a matrix that way. And the guy's like, huh, he must not mean the evening show because only the afternoon show had been released. But then he decided to download it off this guy's server of this guy's folder and back in the day it took a million years so like a day later when he got home from work he had the show and he listened to it and he's like holy fuck this is not the same show this really is the evening show that guy had the only recording because he had made that recording and digitized it had the only recording of that show he just assumed somebody else had it he didn't know that he was holding on to this this gold mine and this guy found it and then that's how it got into circulation and um <laughs> it's incredible. It's and that still happens now and again. And these tapes—I mean, this is fifty years ago. Fifty years ago. And how many 
recordings of how many great bands and great shows were just thrown out, sold for a quarter at the yard sale, or given to Goodwill, or just passed down. You know, dad dies, the kids split up the stuff, somebody keeps his box of tapes because can't bear to part with them, so it goes in the attic until that guy dies. And then you've got grandpa's tapes, and who the fuck has a cassette player anymore? Until it finally gets shit-canned, and nobody knows that they're holding the most important things in their hands. And I'm so glad that there are people out there, like the Gems Group, that's doing that to the Mike Millard Masters, restoring them and releasing them so that we can hear all this great stuff that happened. I mean, you're hearing, you're going to get a peek through a time machine at a concert that happened 50 years ago that was not recorded professionally, even though it's, it's rumored that it was recorded professionally, and it's rumored that there's a soundboard of it. And there may be a soundboard of it. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the band recorded their shows or somebody did just to listen to it on the bus or on the plane like or if they went you know for the purposes of like if they went into a in a jam and came across something new they just started playing a new riff they want to you want to hear that so after the show maybe they'd be like hey let's go back and listen to a whole lot of love so we can figure out what the fuck we did spontaneously and then make it something else but um in any case all that's out there that we know of is this guy's recording that just by chance a Zeppelin fan stumbled across and just by chance that Zeppelin fan realized what he had. And then again, by chance he didn't turn into a golem and hoard it. My precious. Cause there are so many cool things that are in the clutches of the people. We call them hoarders. They're top tier collectors. And it's the same as everything else with antiquities and things like that. They have something that's a one of a kind and they will only trade it for another one of a kind. But the problem with that, scarcity is the value diminishes. We're half a century away from when this performance happened and from Led Zeppelin's inception. And it's becoming more historical and less personal now as we get older. I'm in my 50s. You're probably in your 50s. Most of you, some of you, anyways, whatever. And the band is in their 70s. They're not going to be around forever. The wheel rolls on. We're all just going to get older and eventually just fall off the map. And it's going to get to a point where it's not people who saw Zeppelin in their heyday or people who are like me, who are like, fuck, I'm so pissed. I was just a little too young to see Zeppelin live and get to the point where it's just historical value. Like if somebody came to me with a super rare Count Basie acetate from the 30s and it was the only copy, I might be able to go, oh, that's neat. That has value. That's cool. Thumbs up. And not, but I wouldn't have that. Holy shit, you have this. Uh, I was trying not to ramble for 15 minutes, and here it is 15 minutes. Alrighty. Let's just stop earthing and get on to the music, shall we? One neat thing about this show, aside from it being one of the best live sets you're ever going to hear in your entire life, is that it happened uh, the day after Jimi Hendrix died. And Robert gives a brief, kind of awkward, but he's also 22 years old. He's not even, yeah, he is 22 years old at this point. Um, So, I mean, how do you handle gravitas when you're still at a college age, you know? In any case, let's hop in. Actually, let me open my set list because I do want to play this in kind of an order. Let's start with the acoustic, Bram Yar. 
Bromrar. Bron Urar. Aurorar. The acoustic song that everybody knows. Bromrar. It's played wonderfully. You heard it at Blueberry Hill. You're hearing it here. What I love about it is the harmonics that Jimmy picks off, and it's picked up perfectly. Even though it's an old recording on, a, I believe, a cassette master from 50 years ago. So let's listen to Bromrar before we get into the good stuff. All right, Led Zeppelin, September 19th, Madison Square Garden, 1970. Here we go. Jimmy Page, Bromrar. Exquisitely good. I would love to hear a soundboard of that. But even through the acoustics of a big hall like Madison Square Garden, recorded on a little tape recorder, I don't know what the recording equipment was, mic-wise and stuff, but it picked it up and you could hear those little harmonics. Those harmonics are those super high, little chimey sounds, and uh, those are produced by holding your finger lightly on the string over a fret but not press directly over a fret not between and you don't press down on the string and you pluck it and then i believe what rings out then is not the vibration that would play from your finger to shit the bridge i can't remember the terminology i think the bridge is attached to the body played guitar for 40 fucking years and i still don't know the goddamn name it plays instead of going from uh your fingertip to the bridge it goes from your fingertip to the nut which is up at the top of the neck 
where the string goes whoop over and then down the down the neck which is a shorter distance and a higher tone i don't even know that's just my guess in any case it chimes and it's beautiful and it just it sounds heavenly and i wish it was on the official release but it isn't <laughs> so but i would love to hear a soundboard just to hear in in, in perfect clarity but i am thankful we have this so let's move along what i have now we're going to jump to the latter hour of the show not play the whole thing but what we are going to play is whole lot of love which is 22 minutes but here's what you get in that 22 minutes and it's a it's an it's a unique whole lot of love in fact i'm going to read a post a quote a post from july 4th 2006 on Royal Orleans, written by username July73. Because all I would do, if I don't read it directly, all I would do is just paraphrase it, uncredit. So, here it is. The show, this show's utterly unique whole lot of love does make it a strong holy grail candidate. It even briefly includes Tram Kept Roland. And then Plant says, what we want to do is try and choose a good number to go on with. They start with rice pudding, which you heard at the Montreux show. But da 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 but da 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 which is a Jeff Beck tune. Then they go into the whole lot of love riff. Theremin, call response, into Boogie Mama, and then what July seventy three calls the old oldies lyric quote medley, which is where they're playing the blues thing and Robert sings six hundred different songs. Look over yonder's wall. Dust my broom, bottle up and go. That's the two old ladies sitting in the sand. Each one mission that the other was a man. They got to bottle up and go. Then truckin' little mama, which has the same thing. Truckin' little mama, Jimmy Page going crazy. A little groovy funk, Lottie Miss Claudie, a slow groove, simple girl, some other guy, some other guy now. And then into Stroll On slash Train Kept a Rollin'. Yardbirds did Train Kept a Rollin' twice. They did Train Kept a Rollin', and then they did the same fucking song with different lyrics called Stroll On. That's okay. Did they do Stroll On for that movie that they were in, the Little Minty movie? I don't know. I don't know. Subject for another day. Then they go into King Bee, Baby Don't You Want to Go, CC Rider, and then Honey Bee. Now, Honeybee is what they went into uh, during In My Time of Dying at the reunion show in 2007. Now, they cut it from the official release so they didn't have to pay that money for, for, the, for just that little tiny bit of the song. But if you listen to an audience feed of it, and there's 8,000 audience recordings of it on YouTube, unless they all got taken down, where it's just, I hear a lot of buzzing. Sounds like my little honeybee. <laughs> And then you went to the, oh, my Jesus. So in this song, they go from Honeybee into the Lemon Song, and then they finish Whole lot of Love. So 22 minutes and a whole bunch of stuff, and it's good because a lot of this stuff we haven't heard before, even though it's still the same essential format of medley, 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 back to Whole lot of Love. So yay. Let's listen to that. Shall we? This is bad ass, friends. This is bad ass. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) 
Couple of my favorite things among that 
giant 22 minute ball of sonic perfection is uh more towards the beginning i think maybe around the theremin part the taper or somebody near the taper or the mics is just going far out far out and it's it's so silly that people used to say groovy and far out. I mean, what we say is stupid, what the kids say is stupid, what the grandkids say is stupid, but just slang, it's funny. Far out. And they're seeing that and they're losing their minds because they know that the, what they're witnessing is insanely great. And the guys were having fun playing it. That's why it's play. You play music because it's joyous when you're doing it right. It's joyous. So yay for that. Now let's move along because we're going up to 48 minutes and we've played two of the four songs. So let's go. What's the set list? The boys played a whole lot of love as their last song. Ooh. Bitches be blowing up my phone. <laughs> whole lot of love. Thank you. Good night. The MC comes out, and I was going to share some of that recording, but it's just, you want more? Hey! You know, it's not like, sometimes you hear, like, you can hear the 60s or the 70s, and the guy's like, hey, man, if we all cool it, Led Zeppelin would love to come out and play with you, but you got to mellow out, man. You know, sometimes it's like that. It's not like that. It's just a dude who you know is a prick, and he sounds like it. Unless he isn't. It's like, my father was the MC. I'm sorry. Um, so they hold a lot of love, go off stage, come out for their encore where they play one of the very few out on the tiles, complete songs ever. Um, I know they played it at Blueberry Hill and I played it on one of my Blueberry Hill episodes, so we're not going to play it tonight, nor are we going to play it in the spectacular communication breakdown. It is on you to work from home, download it and listen to it yourself. Cause there's just too much guys. On this. Why don't you make it a two-part podcast? Maybe I will, but I haven't decided yet. Because you know how I decided when I decided to do this show? About one o'clock this afternoon. So we'll see what I'm gonna do next week. Let's see. So yeah, communication breakdown. Thank you. Good night. Which is the second encore. And they came out and they didn't even play a song. They didn't even start a song. They just played a bunch of medleys. And it is unique because I, ha- I don't recall them ever doing it. They may have before. And also, these later encores are not always captured by tapers because they only bring so much tape. So if you got two hours of tape and then at two hours and five minutes, the band comes on again. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't record it. But this guy did. So let's listen to the Rock und Roll medley and then we'll come back and discuss. Danke. See you in a minute.
love the cries for more, more. It's like we've already done our encores, more. We've already done our second encore, more. Love it. And it's their second show of the day. Robert sings that incredibly high voice. That's Girl Can't Help It and 20 Flight Rock. Little Richard and Eddie Cochran, respectively, I believe. Um, oh, I never. Th- I don't think I ever finished my thought. Surprise, surprise. <coughs> With a whole lot of love. There's the guys that are saying far out, far out and listening to that. But it's also Robert singing Cinnamon Girl. And it bugs me that the rest of the band didn't lock into it and actually play the song. They kept playing that blues thing and Robert just kept the lyrics. That's okay. I get it because you can't turn on a dime. And the other three people have to A, know the song and B, know the song well enough to drop into it at the, you know, within within a half measure's notice. But um, it's neat that he sang it. Before he went into, I think he went into some other guy just after that. But he played, he sang a good chunk of Cinnamon Girl. I like Neil Young, but I love Led Zeppelin. All right, here we are, folks. I'm not going to play the Jimi Hendrix thing because it's not like it's incredibly moving. It's not like it's incredibly poignant. You know, it, it, so you want to download it, you can hear it. We're coming on an hour yet, and I still have yet to play. <laughs> I still have yet to play. How many more times? which is their 20th track on this, with a bunch of them being MC tracks. Um, And I like it when Robert comes out and makes it sound like they forgot to play it in the song. I mean, I think they just decided not to, and then they came back. It's like, well, what are we going to play? Let's just play some rock songs. If they want more, what are we going to play? Well, shit, let's just do how, how many more times. And remember, in how many more times we have them playing... uh medleys as well not just the whole lot of love so you're going to hear um i believe at least blueberry hill the rest of it i can't recall because i listened to it sparingly today getting ready but let's listen to it together shall we children how many more times september 19th 1970 the mighty mighty led zeppelin heart of markness right this is uh this is one that we should have done but we thought we were going to do a lot of other things, so... So stick around! Thank 
And there you have it. There you have it. For like three or four bucks, maybe five bucks, less than ten bucks for sure. You could have gone and witnessed that in person, live, with 15,000 other lucky fuckers. Incredible show. And this is the last show of their summer 1970 tour. And I don't believe they played any gigs after this until 1971. So I think this is their last 1970 performance. Which is very typical Led Zeppelin to play the entire year until their record comes out. And then wait a few months before going on the road. Because remember, this is the 19th of September and the album Led Zeppelin 3 was released on October, or will be released on October the 5th. Although I'm sure at this point, um, at least a couple of songs are playing on the radio. The super cool FM radio, because in 1970, FM radio was amazing. Especially in these big cities, in New York, for sure. But Boston, Philly, L.A., the DJs were king. They were celebrities. They were unique. They had freedom. They could play a whole fucking record if they wanted to. They could play whatever they wanted. <coughs> ah, the good old days. Well, now here we have the internet, and here I am sitting on my couch in my underwear, heavy winter socks because it's chilly, and a t-shirt, windows open, fan blowing, maybe smoking a little pot, and listening to whatever I want. So... It's definitely a renaissance. I'm glad you enjoy the podcast. I'm hearing from more and more of you every week, and that's rad. I'm really starting to, I'm developing relationships and friendships with you guys, which is also rad. And um, I like this. There's more and more people and it, it, in the Facebook group. Oh, yeah, let's get the social media bullshit out of the way. Follow me on Twitter at Heart of Markness. The aforementioned Facebook group. I'm sorry, that's just a tickle in my throat. It's not because I'm smoking the demon weed. Um, Facebook group, Heart of Markness. Look me up. There's there's, uh, a ton of people in there now. And some really good discussions are going on. Like long, long discussions in depth from learned people who are nice. So come on there. Hang out. Make some friends. It's cool, folks. And um, that's where you're going to find, well... You'll find the links, but if you're listening to this, you don't need a link to my podcast because you already found it. But um, so yeah, Facebook, and I also have heartofmarkness.com, which is, um, surprise, surprise, my website. And it's where I put the, um, the posts for the podcast, which also will include where applicable. <coughs> I apologize. Something's tickling the back of my throat like crazy. Nobody wants to hear you cough, Mark. Nobody wants to hear you cough. I want to hear you cough. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Heart of Markness, it's where you can, uh, where applicable, download the shows. Like, for instance, while you were listening to How Many More Times, I was uploading this entire show to my mega account, which is paid for by my patrons on Patreon. If you like this podcast, if you like what I do, I do the Zeppelin shows every Thursday. It is primarily a Led Zeppelin Jimmy Page podcast, but since 
since the plague hit us all and so many folks are at home, I've been doing bonus podcasts with other uh, bands, the Stones most recently, but there's uh, David Bowie, Stevie Nicks, Elton John, Queen, Pink Floyd, Thin Lizzy, Neil Young, whole bunch of stuff, Tom Petty. Um, and there's going to be, I downloaded a killer Faith No More show from 93, and I don't know much about that band other than Mike Patton is incredible and he has 10 million musical prog- projects and he kind of is looks like Robert Downey Jr. And I would probably not like him because he seems like somebody I'd want to punch, but he's brilliant. So I may do a Faith No More bonus podcast this coming weekend. I may do another Rolling Stones one because I have a million live Stones discs that I downloaded to do, and uh, I only did one podcast, so I might do another one. Anyways, if you like this whole idea of hearing some of the history and context of some of this great live music that was recorded illicitly back in the day, and you want to support this and keep me alive, help keep my laptop alive because the fan died, I've got fans coming this, uh, should be coming this weekend from Amazon. Wish me luck. I watched a couple of videos on replacing the fans. Replacing the fans themselves, the actual replacement part, easy peasy. Unscrew, unscrew, unplug, unplug, replace, replace. Getting to the fucking things, I have to take every single thing apart from the bottom up. And fuck, wish me luck, friends. Because right now, the temperature of my CPUs and graphics card are hovering close to 70 degrees Celsius, doing nothing more difficult and taxing than recording this on Audacity. So, no gaming for this guy until I get these fans fixed. (sighs) So there is a slim chance, if I fucking kill my laptop, that uh, there won't be a podcast next week, because I won't have anything with which to record it. But um, we won't go there. It looks like it's a pretty straightforward thing to do. I kind of did a test run earlier this week with just taking it apart a little bit to see if I could, you know, clean out some dust and things because it's nine years old. And uh, it's a gaming laptop, so it's pretty stout. But um, I got the the toolkit and the the thermal paste came in today. And the fans should be here Saturday so I should have this over with Sunday. I'm going to take my sweet time, take lots of pictures, live a pure life, and uh, hopefully breathe some life into this whole laptop. So there we go. Cross my finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patreon. If you want to support this train wreck of a podcast that deviates all over the road, but still ends up somewhere cool and there's good music. You are welcome to become a patron on patreon.com slash heart of markness and patrons get an extra show every month at the $10 a month or higher level. And this podcast would be much harder to do without the support, literal support of Avi, Bill, Brad, Danielle, David, other David, Mark, Mimo, Peter and Tracy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my friends, for supporting me in doing this thing that started to become a neat little diversion 
from deep depression <laughs> at the very beginning uh, to what is quickly becoming my passion and quite possibly my dream because I love doing this and I think I'm getting better at it generally. Um, and I have some cool ideas and I like that you guys listen. I like that you guys communicate and I'll see you next week with some other cool Led Zeppelin. Thank you very much. Be good to each other. Wash your hands. Bye-bye.